All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Luke John Louis, the host of the Deep Voiceman Show. Uh, I want to thank all of you uh, for listening and joining us today. Uh, we have a treat in store for us. <laughs> Our guest today is Zay Galliorde. I hope I said that right. She'll correct me later if it's wrong. <laughs> and um, she is an incredible individual who is on a mission. Uh, to assist folks in the realms of health and wellness, skin care, hair, and makeup uh, with their very own solution-based business uh, called Make It Glitter. And uh, she's been an entrepreneur now for over 10 years, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I met her at a networking event, and we just hit it off. And uh, <laughs> she has an amazing uh, uh, life story, and uh, we are so very blessed. Uh, to have her here with us today. Um, she is very busy, so <laughs> uh, she um, was able to carve out some time in her uh, tax schedule to come and sit down and have a chat with us, so we are so lucky. <laughs> so um, first, you know, can you just tell us about your, your background and, and how you first uh, became attracted to, to, to what you currently do in, in helping people find solutions? I sure can. And first, I want to thank you because this is this is my first experience at doing oh, wow. a podcast. So I've I have a few friends who have their own podcasts. I ha- I know a few, a lot uh-huh. of people that do, and some of them have actually right. asked me if I would do it. And I, this, you're the first. You're the first. So yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and my name is Zach Galliarde. So it's um, okay. It's you. You did. You did a good, good effort. I did a good effort. job. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> you um, you know, I'm horrible effort. at pronouncing names, so um, you know I, I just wanted to thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna keep trying to pronouncing it correctly as we go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name isn't exactly your common name, anyway. Right. Um. But, okay, so my background and what brought me to it, there's so much that I enjoy doing that I've turned into something that I can do professionally. Mm. What got me into the beauty industry was I used to go to the salon with my grandmother on the weekends. We would Mm. drive all the way to New York. We lived in New Jersey. She would get her hair blown out every weekend. And I would go with her, and I guess, I guess just being there was my first my first experience with it. And then growing up as a teenager, you know, I would take people out on my back porch and chop their hair off. And wow. At, <laughs> and then at 18 years old, my mom is like, "What are you gonna do with like What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm an I'm almost an adult. I mean, I was I don't think I was 18 just yet, but." It was, wow. I think I was graduating from high school. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I have no idea. I had no plans. I, we had horses. <laughs> I trained horses. And I was like, I don't want to do that. There's no money in that. She's like, you know, you can actually do hair and makeup. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I can make a living off of this, <laughs> this thing that I, lo- like, I loved it. Like, it was, it was a passion wow. of mine at 17 years old. So that, I I went to school, and before I even graduated school, I knew I wanted my own business. And wow. my, the, in my first interview with um, my first boss, I told her that eventually I want to own my own salon. Now, that may not have been the greatest thing to say to someone who just had literally half of her salon walk out at, because the, one of the stylists opened her own brand-new spa. Oh, and, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my timing on my on what I wow. was I, I was hired though I was hired I got my I uh, started there and um, then uh, eventually I had always done my own makeup and loved doing right. uh, other people's makeup and it, mm. hair and makeup just just go together and mm. then eventually uh, I was a I. The choice was made for me just because mm. um, I didn't live very close to the salon where I was living. I had three children. Mm. Childcare was a fortune. I had already cut my hours right. back to a couple days a week so I could be home with them. Mm. I, ha- I have 
I have three kids. They were all born in under three years. <laughs> oh, so wow. they were all really little. Uh, but um trying to think. I think my, my youngest was nine months old when mm-hmm. I became a full-time uh, stay-at-home mom. But I wow. was still working. I was still working, mm-hmm. like, on clients that I would go mm-hmm. see. And so I created a business. Wow. Uh, to wow. be able to service my existing clients and then referrals mm. on, on wow. my own. And I would, that's when the wedding business started for me where it would be wow. hair and makeup and I would do weddings with other stylists that I had uh, built relationships with. And then about five years into that, in comes the divorce. So oh. at that point. Yeah. So at that point, oh wait, hold on, let me back up. So take your time. In in the time when um my babies were getting older, th- I started really educating myself in mm-hmm. the health and wellness mm-hmm. spectrum. I had always been interested in how the body works because the body is mm-hmm. incredible. If you Mm-hmm. take care of it and you give it the proper tools it mm-hmm. it it really can support itself mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. incredible ways and that was something mm-hmm. that i learned mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. high school that it, i just became like a total total nerd loved loved it all <laughs> loved everything to do with how the body the body worked so when okay. when my babies were little and i was home i was able to really invest some time into learning and I considered becoming a wellness coach, but I didn't think that mm-hmm. I had the the time to, mm-hmm. to adequately invest mm-hmm. in, in the, the education that I would have needed. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, fast forward five years, five years divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when I realized, okay, this is when you actually have to start your business. This is, right. this is the time you're going to, you're going to open your salon. And right. I found a salon that was for sale yes. that already had stylists. And I was like, okay, part of the work is already done. The whole, the whole mm-hmm. really right. real hard planning is already done. And okay. I figured there's more stylists, nails, mm-hmm. skin, expansion of distribution, scaling. Um, mm-hmm. And I had the whole business concept going on in my head. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. After a while, I was like, you know, I already have kids. Mm. I don't need adults to take care of. Mm. So <laughs> the overhead <laughs> of the salon, I decided that that may not have actually been a really mm-hmm. great idea. Uh, however, see. during the time of my search for opening the salon and doing my due diligence and mm. and researching some things, a gym where I was coaching mm. and I had a relationship with the owners because I had known them for a few years. They mm-hmm. had told me that they, they knew someone that could offer me support in my salon once mm. it was open, give me turnkey business solutions. And mm. um, I met with her and I spoke with her about all the ways to support the salon mm. and the spa mm. industry, mm. but ultimately didn't choose to open my salon. And I, I got a, just a position at a, a high-end, very high-traffic spa. Oh, okay. But, still, but I still invested in the business solution because I knew that I would be working on my own mm. on the side. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I still knew that I wanted to own my own business, and these turn, right. this turnkey business solution was was perfect to to either have in my back pocket while mm-hmm. things were building on my own independently, and um, eventually own own my own brick and mortar. Which at this point, it's been five years and I do not plan on opening a brick and mortar. We know what just happened in the past few months. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
Uh, but anyway, so a few months into working in the, the salon, I went ahead and I was finished. I was finished with the salon. I had my own mm-hmm. independent business built up. And in the process of learning how the, the, the salon and spa business solutions could support me, I learned more about health and mm-hmm. wellness at the same time going through this because you learn that your skin Mm. is only going to be so good Mm. after you put makeup on it if you don't take care of your skin beforehand. So learning all about skincare and skincare was already important to me. I was in the beauty industry, so I already knew the the basics of it, but it wasn't my passion. Mm. But eventually learning more about it, I, I, fell in love with it and then learning mm. more about how to support the body from the inside and how mm. it affects the skin and learning mm. about all the ways that the, the body systems that affect the skin are the same mm. systems that affect uh, your mental health, your, and your physical well-being and all of that. And so all of the education that I was taking to learn business, to learn skincare, to learn um, mm-hmm. how to become a better mm. better at explaining health mm. right. <laughs> I, um, so that's where it brought me to those to the health and the wellness and the beauty, but then I decided, right. you know what I have to be a businesswoman because <laughs> yes. I'm a single mom of three kids, yes. and uh their dad is very supportive of them. I'm not on my own when it comes Great to hear. To, to, to taking care of them. I'm not on my own mm-hmm. at all. So there's, I'm, I'm not as hard pressed to, mm. Uh, mm. to support my children, but I've, I've learned over the past five years how to really leverage my skills, leverage other people's skills that I'm mm. not so great at, but mm. can offer support in in my business. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I had told you earlier, mm-hmm. the, the, the big, my big title is not just health and wellness. You know, I, right. what, when someone asks me what I do, I'm like, okay, so breathe while I say this because you're going, to, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of oxygen exchange. Um, I'm an independent <laughs> hair and makeup artist. I'm a holistic wellness wow. and skincare specialist. Healthy weight and energy management and nutrition counselor. I consult with salons and spas and med spas because I have mm. these business solutions for me and what it's been doing for me as a little business. Mm. It can exponentially increase the uh, the success of a salon and spa and their employees. You know, we create mm. a more synergistic environment mm. between people working because typical businesses, you know everyone's kind of competing for a position mm. and they want the better and higher paid positions, but uh, we kind of set the fire in the basement. And mm. if you're, if the weakest link isn't successful, no one's going to be successful. So mm. we teach, we teach how to create that, the, the better, okay. the better working team. And um, then becoming a health professional i i also offer the same sort of mm-hmm. uh we we integrate the holistic approach into mm-hmm. into your typical doctor's office and we help them solve mm-hmm. their business their wow. business challenges as, as well well that's amazing so there's, so there's a mouthful <laughs> No, I you know, I love when entrepreneurs take the stage and talk about uh, their life and why they went into their business and talk about their business. Um, it's just it's just amazing to me. You know, you can just hear the passion in your voice. You know, and you know how you went about you know utilizing your talents. You know, and your you know your love of you know hair, makeup, and whatnot. And you, and you went out there and you, you, you sought a career in it and you, you built a business off of it. And I'm, I'm sure you're very happy that you went in that direction instead of 
training horses, I'm sure, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> training horses might be fun, but if you're not a horse person, it's probably not that much fun. You know, <laughs> would you prefer to do something else? And, and it's, and it's so great. And, you know, you're a representative of, of a woman going into business. And I, and I love speaking with female entrepreneurs, you know, they say a disproportionate amount of businesses are actually started by women. And, and I love that women are going out there on their own to be independent and to start their own business. Because, you know, I think if, if women enter the business world, women bring with them a sort of, a, a sort of higher level of morality and ethics than men do. And I think most people would agree with that, including guys. <laughs> and so, so I love, you know, speaking with women entrepreneurs. Um, and, you know, I'm someone who has two sisters who are entrepreneurial. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, they put me to shame, you know, with the, with the work and professional and the success they've had. And uh, <laughs> so, no, I, I love um, listening to, to the stories of entrepreneurs. I love listening to your story, your biography. You know, you, you had some hardships. You know, you went from not knowing what you wanted to do to figure out, you know, what you wanted to do after some soul searching, you solved that problem. You had a, you know, a, maybe a little setback with the divorce, but you came out of that um, with, with, you know, firing on all cylinders. And, you know, I, I, you said something that I liked a lot. You mentioned how you're a single mom and that you wanted to have, you know, time to be with them. And I think that's the thing about being an entrepreneur, that when you're an entrepreneur, if you do it right, you have more freedom when it comes to your time to, to, to take after the children and you don't have to necessarily have to spend eight to 10 hours or 40 plus hours a week, you know, working some desk job or in the rat race, so to speak. And um, so I'm very, I think a lot of people are very envious of you that you sort of can, you know, you have a little more leeway and flexibility in that regard. Um, so yeah, that, that is an amazing inspirational story. And um, I do want to thank you uh, for coming on the show and for us being the first podcast that you would be a guest of. And, and you know, you're actually our first female uh, guest that we, uh, we're interviewing. And, uh, that, and, you know, you definitely won't be the last. <laughs> so, so um, you know, so, yeah, so history has definitely been made on the Deep Voice Man show. Um, I'm curious. I mean, now you mentioned the pandemic um, beforehand. I mean, can you talk to us about the current state of, you know, your business and you know, what your clients are going through and what challenges has the, the pandemic posed for you? Well, uh, oh, geez. So a lot of salons were shut down. A lot of salons have gone out of business. I'm also a strength and conditioning coach and an Olympic lifting coach. Oh, wow. So, so the, the gym where – this is my only boss, the gym where I work. Mm. I coach mm. there a few days a week. <laughs> the only mm. person that, that uh, tells me when my schedule is. Um, th- they had to close down mm-hmm. for – the when we were shut down early spring mm. opened up again and then the past uh, couple weeks ago we mm. were shut down for for i think three weeks again we're open mm. again now but mm. it has created a mm. lot of challenge uh, for mm. my industry for the beauty industry right for my industry we mm. have a, a certain set of challenges already before the pandemic mm. you know if we mm. if we hurt our hands we can't mm. work if we have a sick day we don't get paid mm. we don't get wow. paid vacation our retirements are just a joke our insurance is a fortune we wow. are insurance companies look at us like we're firemen um wow <laughs> if having kids if our kids get sick, we don't go into work. We don't get paid. We don't have wow. we don't have sick days. We don't have vacation. You know, we don't get that pay when things wow. like that happen. And um, if we're not behind the chair, if we have a gap in the day, we're not getting paid, and we're not making money unless we work really, really, really long hours because of wow. because of what it costs to be a hairdresser to begin with, and 
uh, and the hairdressers and makeup artists, we they, they don't make a lot of money just mm. from doing their own services. And that's why you, you always hear about them working on the side because they need that extra money. So when the wow. pandemic hits, we've got stylists out of totally, totally, totally done. No money, no money at all. And, yeah. uh, and as a fitness professional, there's no money coming in. Yes, we've been able to utilize technology. Thank goodness for mm. technology because we, right. because Zoom sessions have been a right. lifesaver for for members. But right. the Zoom sessions are cut down drastically. The class sizes are not are not the class sizes, wow. but the class amounts are smaller. So coaches are not coaching as much. Uh, mm. Gyms either stopped taking payment or they cut memberships down or people just cut off their memberships because they weren't making any money. So the, the pandemic definitely has created a, a challenge for, mm. for my industry, for sure. For sure. Right. For me, for me, uh, my hands-on services like makeup and hair. Yeah. I couldn't do, I right. couldn't do that. But um, since I am a, I have my holistic wellness and skincare consulting, mm. I can I can take uh, consultations virtually, and mm. so my business was not affected. I'm also a products and services broker. <laughs> oh, okay, so, right. You, you wear so, you wear so, here's no, no, Yeah, yeah. So. That business is considered essential, so that business never shut down. Uh, wow. So part of my business was affected, but thank goodness I was able to continue to to function business-wise wow. with my other with my other parts of my businesses. Wow. So wow, there's definitely been some challenges, and it was it was already tough beforehand. I mean, right. you know, what you just told me was very educational. I did not know that it was such a tough industry. My goodness, wow, um, that is crazy. Yeah. Ay ay ay. Yeah, you think it's all fun and games? I'm just gonna trim your hair, put some, slap some color on your head. Cool, but it's it's a rough industry. Wow. Um, and apparently it's also very cutthroat. You know, the, you remember you told me before about the woman who opened up a comp- uh, competing shop. Solana took half, took a whole bunch of, wow, <laughs> kind of yeah. kind of ruthless, cutthroat. I didn't, that was something I didn't really, wasn't really fully aware of as well. My goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, that happens too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, Obviously, uh, that's how things are going, you know, um, currently. But where do you see the the future of, you know, health and wellness, beauty, skin care, and nutrition? I mean, where do you see uh, the industries that you're working in, you know, headed in? The, and where do you see yourself in that future? Well, if you've ever looked at any time during recessions, lipstick sales have always been up. <laughs> Really? It's huh. yeah. The beauty industry, like the makeup sales, that it doesn't really suffer too too much because um, makeup. Now I am a person that always looks at a person's character and mm. always wants a person to feel amazing because of mm. the things that they accomplish or the things that they want right. to do. I love. I right. love hearing about their mm. their dreams and their ambitions. And if they can't find them, I will sit with them and we will poke and we will prod every little part mm. of their heart until they're like, mm. oh, my goodness, I had no idea I was in love with this idea. Um, mm. But makeup, for, for the majority of women, there is a certain amount of power that a woman feels mm. when she puts on mm. an amazing lip color or mm-hmm. when she puts on her her makeup. So uh, when you're feeling bad and makeup is your fun thing, you're gonna mm. you're going to buy <laughs> you're going to buy your makeup. Um, the wow. health industry, the health industry. I mean, if you don't have your health, what do you have? Right. What do you right. have? I mean, health is right. wealth. So we will just put like a little quotation there, right? So I yeah. see the the health and wellness industry 
becoming um, especially right now. People are very concerned with their health. So I think people are becoming more educated and the more they're ready to take their health into mm. their own hands. Wow, that's so I amazing. I see that going. Um, right. Well, you know, you're like the teacher and I'm the student, um, you know, and <laughs> I'm learning so much from you. You are educating me a lot about the lipstick sales going up. Uh, it actually <laughs> does make sense. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, that actually, that is um, quite amazing that um, these kinds of products and services are actually recession-proof. I think a lot of people would, lo- would like knowing that. And, um, you know, and makeup is a multi-billion dollar industry. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so many competing mm-hmm. brands. Um, you got Revlon. You got you know other other firms and whatnot. And um, women always like to wear their makeup, and uh, they always want to look good. I know that sounds kind of stereotypical, and obviously there's probably some women who you know don't you know some don't care. Some don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's. It's interesting, and makeup probably has some growth because apparently I heard that um, men are wearing more makeup, and we may have an untapped market there. I don't know if that's true or not. This was just a rumor. Do, do you believe that to be so? or I see an increase, absolutely. I know two very young men who love their makeup. They love their makeup. Wow. One, wow. Yeah. One of them I know personally, and – the other I met through networking event as well, and he's a mm. makeup artist for for mm. uh, a makeup um, uh, Sephora. He he works wow. for Sephora, so and he loved it, loved it, loved it. So I definitely see an increase and in, and in skincare with men as well. Mm. Um, my the skincare that I recommend for mm. I have I I recommend a few different lines, but one of the the lines that I recommend for men just mm. uh their their first product was a it was a facial mm. uh cleanser a mm. a, a cream aloe mm-hmm. moisturizer and a beard mm-hmm. oil they added a wow. serum last year and then just the other day we now have uh toning pads and an exfoliating solution so men mm. men are getting in, in into skincare because I mean, the, men have always washed their skin. They've had skin. Mm-hmm. They, I think the only reason why why men only used a bar of soap was because they didn't know any better. But now being mm. educated, we're, we're all taking care of our, our skin. It's our largest organ. Mm-hmm. It's our largest organ. Our mm. skin is, right. where, is our first barrier of health, uh, protection. So. Right. From the sun and from other elements as well, I suppose. Yeah, you're absolutely right yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's just this huge untapped market. So there's definitely room for growth. It could, I guess it could double if, if, <laughs> if men wear so makeup much. as much as women do. And so um, this is uh, amazing information to me. Um, I think, uh, you know, they say you, you earn wealth by riding the trend. So I'm thinking now, you know, starting my own makeup shop. I don't know. I'm doing my own salon. <laughs> yeah. And my cosmetology like, you know, I want to get in on this. This is a gold mine. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not own a uh, own a makeup business? Uh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I imagine you've worked with a lot of folks and then had a lot of many many people's clients, and you've been you've been at it for a very long time. And can you tell us, you know, some of your, the most moving or interesting or entertaining stories uh, that you think that, you know, the audience uh, would find just uh, entertaining or, ama- you know, entertaining. Would, would be, yeah, or moving <laughs> or whatnot? I have, I have, a, I have moving and I also have entertaining, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself as I tell the story. Uh, um, so this is this was before I was independent. This is when I was younger, okay. this is, and I was working in the salon. And the salon had a hot towel caddy for mm-hmm. after shampoo, after shampoo. Okay. And I had a client. He was he had to. I he was so tall. He was like six six, 
He had a beard. Mm. His hair was um, his hair wasn't very very long, but he kept mm-hmm. his hair on the longer side. And when mm. I would shampoo a woman's hair before bringing her out for her haircut, I would wrap her head in a warm towel. Mm-hmm. And so I'm shampooing uh, his hair. Gosh, I wish I could remember his name, but it's been at least 16 years. Um, oh wow! And and the the cape that I had on him was mm-hmm. this cream colored, uh, soft soft colored cape. I finished his hair shampoo. We mm-hmm. began the walk to my chair, and I turn around and I right. look at this guy with this angelic cape, mm-hmm. green warm turban on his head with his giant beard hanging over top of his cape and I wow <laughs> I I lost myself in the salon. I wish you could see the image because I for months oh I God. could not breathe telling this story and the tears <laughs> would come out of my face because he's just this big burly guy wrapped up in it and I and I'm and while I'm dying laughing, looking at him, I'm apologizing profusely because I can't control myself. And he was just like, yeah, I was, I was wondering why you did this to me. So oh, that's the most entertaining story that, that, I, that has stuck with me. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, you can't see the image to understand how hilarious it was. I, mean, I, people... can, I could imagine. I can imagine. No, I, uh, I really the can. other uh, people still talk to me about how ridiculous it was when I couldn't tell the story. Like I was, I uh, like the cramps in the belly because you're laughing so hard. Um, but uh, so the the most moving would have mm-hmm. to be. Um, I started my my uh, well, I'd already had my my hair and my makeup kind of like side business while mm-hmm. I was still married but right after my divorce is when I really started looking into becoming mm-hmm. a business owner and uh, the the woman who in- introduced me to the, the business solutions for the salon and the mm-hmm. spa um, her name is Barbara mm-hmm. she uh, since, since becoming uh, connected to her through business mm. and then being connected to a few other people out my way. I'm out near mm. uh, Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, um, mm. and creating the community with these people has, if I can tell you right now that if I did not know these people and they did not continue to support me even on Mm. my lowest days coming out of my divorce and Mm -hmm. the things that um, my divorce, the the things that I went through, you don't come out of it Mm -hmm. super happy. Um, Right. If I didn't have them this whole time, Mm -hmm. I would definitely not be where I am today. I may have, I may get there later. I don't know. Real, actually, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've always known mm-hmm. that I wanted. I always mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. I always knew. But if I didn't have them constantly there, having my back on my lowest days, I really, mm-hmm. I know that I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here yet. Okay, I so, see what you mean. And you know, they say that teamwork makes the dream work. And you had a, you certainly had a team and some people there to, to give you that emotional, spiritual support that you needed and that mm-hmm. encouragement yeah. um, to, to essentially go chart a different course, to chart a path of entrepreneurialism right after that, you know, messy situation of divorce. So it's very inspiring. Um, and, you know, so I, I wanted to thank you uh, for giving us both those stories. Uh, <laughs> I love hearing stories like these moving mm-hmm. stories. They're inspiring and funny stories because I like to laugh. And, you know, I, I wish you guys had taken the photo of the guy. You know, you maybe, you know, could took <laughs> a quick picture so he can show it over to see what, oh, to see exactly yeah. how silly it looks. That might have been kind of rude. I get it. You know, you couldn't do that. You know, whatever. 
But um, mm. so now here's the thing. Now I know as a female entrepreneur, um, things are a little tough. We still have a lot of um, sexism in American society. Um, and a lot of times women aren't respected in the workplace uh, the way they, they should be, even in networking uh, events. Um, the guys tend to hit on them instead of, you know, start a, a genuine business relationship. And, um, and so it's tough. Obviously there's progress. We have a female vice president. We have, you know, we have a, you know, a women going very far, but they still have a long way to go. I, I, just, I just wanted to know what has been your experience as a woman, you know, on your own, you know, starting your own business, being an entrepreneur? Jeez. So, <laughs> uh, so I've worked with men mm-hmm. in the salon. Of course, mm-hmm. I have clients mm-hmm. that are men. Mm-hmm. And um, I've not had too many experiences with that that mm-hmm. I that I can even really pinpoint anything but being an entrepreneur and being the 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 consultant and networking with men it is mm-hmm. very very hard because I mm-hmm. will I I love to connect people to their solutions so mm-hmm. when I when I meet someone new and we are seeing if there is any way that we can build a mutually valuable relationship, I'm, I'm asking so much about someone mm. because I love learning about, mm, learning about them, learning about the things that mm-hmm. they want, what they want to do, what they don't like, you know, all of these things. And um, I'm, I'm trying to find solutions for them because they say that they, they want their solutions and I'll go through a presentation, mm. and then as soon as the presentation is over, it, I'm, my hair is being discussed. Um, as I told you before, mm. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, and I'm an Olympic mm. lifter. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, I have muscles, and so then they want mm. to talk about my muscles. And, oh, wow. And so I would say about 60% of the time I – um, not having a business conversation, I am being prospected in in other ways. After oh I've wasted my time, <laughs> and I have to oh. tell you that my time is yeah. my my time is my, my most valuable thing. Right. Right. I I oh. want to be able to make my money. I want to be mm. able to spend mm. time with my friends and my family and mm. do the things that mm. I love. And mm-hmm. then I want them, the rest of the majority of that time to be able to go to my children. So if you're taking mm-hmm. away my ability to make money, if you're taking away my ability mm-hmm. to spend time with my family and my friends, and if you're taking mm-hmm. the time away that I am mm-hmm. hoping to use to build for my children, you mm-hmm. have just, the, it, I mm-hmm. have time. Time is so, so, so important to me. But anyway, yeah, I would say that uh, it's, a, it's rough. And so I love, yeah. you know, Men, I would not say that all men are mm-hmm. are jerks. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. Right. Clearly, I mean, yeah. you've been professional and respectful this whole entire time. I've never gotten Thank you so any much. strange or mm-hmm. weird or whatever. You've been super mm-hmm. cool, and I've I'm the the co-owner of my my company that I broker with, who I work closely with. He's a man, and he's been fantastic. Um, so mm-hmm. I have great experiences with mm-hmm. men, but mm-hmm. um, it has made me mm-hmm. really, really, really mm-hmm. look into mm-hmm. how I'm going to approach my my business mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. women, women deserve their own business. They deserve to be taken seriously, and Your so course. I want to work with women. I want women mm-hmm. who want business. I want to work with women who want to be respected. I want to work Mm. with women who, who know that these are challenges there. I I want, Mm. I want to lock arms with them and I want to build big. Right. You know, what you just said, I mean, that is crazy. Um, I think that's totally outrageous um, (laughs) that these men are sort of like time burglars 
you know, they're, they're mugging mm-hmm. you of your time. And they're not mm-hmm. stealing your wallet or your po- purse or your pocketbook. They're stealing your time, which is even more valuable because time is the most valuable commodity that we have. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I believe that that is um, unacceptable. And I think men, obviously it's not all men, men do have to do better. And, you know, you read articles like this about all the, all the time about um, how women are not respected at networking events. Um, you know, I was told a story about a networking event I went to where a lot of the older guys would take the young women and they would take them to the, you know, to the bar area where they serve drinks and, and would just hit on them. And when they, uh, when they told the, uh, the organizer of these events that what was going on, the organizer didn't do a thing. He mm-hmm. just said whatever. And a lot of times, um, you know, what what goes on with women just goes, you know, just goes unpunished. And mm-hmm. and I think it's so important that women be respected in the business realm. Um, and, you know, and you, we have this Me Too movement, um, and I think they should talk about this. I don't think they have as much, so to speak. Um, they speak a lot about sexual harassment in the workplace, but they really need to speak about, you know, a lot of times women who are entrepreneurs who are trying to network, build relationships, how they're not being respected the way they need to be respected. Now, you mentioned you, um, you mentioned uh, obviously networking with women and building relationships with women mainly just to sort of avoid this kind of thing, which I perfectly understand. Um, there is um, organizations for women who want to network with other women. Uh, one is called Empower Her, which I'll speak about at a, maybe a later episode. Uh, and then there's countless others. And I do think it's important that women um, work with each other, help each other out, um, particularly because of all the sexism, particularly because of all the adversity that they go through. Um, you know, Madeleine Albright once said that um, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other out. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. believe that. <laughs> um, you know, it's so important that women do help each other out and that women build relationships with, with each other. And the last point I'm going to make on this, I know I've gone off on a little tangent is that, um, they say women are are better networkers than men are, believe it or not. Um, the reason being is that men tend to be very aggressive. They want what they want and they want to see what they can get out of you. Women are, they take their time. They work on building the relationship, getting to know a person first. Um, and I think that's the best way to do it. Um, so a lot of times when men and women network with each other, there's a bit of a, a clash because of the different styles. Um, and um, I think uh, men should emulate more of the woman's style of building the relationship slowly. And because that's, that's how you do it. It's all about the relationship, not about, you know, all right, I, I want to sell you or, you know, give me A for B or, you know, that's, a, that's how a lot of men view it as just, immediately go to the transactional negotiating uh, gambit. Um, So, you know, obviously there's a lot of progress that has to be made in this regard. Uh, So I'm curious, I mean, what advice would you give um, to someone who wants to do what you're doing, Uh, particularly a woman, you know, who may have to undergo a lot of the sexism that we just spoke about and harassment? What advice would you give to someone who wants to start their own business, who wants to strike it on their own and become an entrepreneur and say that the hell with working with someone else? <laughs> uh, um, well, you have to be really brave and mm-hmm. you have I, to be, <laughs> you yeah. have to be absolutely sure that mm. it's what you want to do. Uh, mm. Because if you are, 86% sure you want to be your own boss and you have a little bit of doubt mm. when, y- when you are not successful. Mm. Immediately, you may feel mm. a little disheartened and you may feel like you want to give up. Um, I, I had always wanted to be my own boss. I knew mm-hmm. that I would own my own business. I had always believed that my business mm. would be successful, mm. um, but the the business that I own, I don't work by myself. I work with a lot of other people with 
a lot of different skills mm-hmm. as well. Because as mm-hmm. I was saying, I um, consulting with the health professionals and being mm-hmm. a salon and spa consultant. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this on my own. I'm I am mm-hmm. my own boss, but I'm not mm-hmm. on my own. And so learning from other people and mm. their skills and their experiences mm. um, just believe mm. that you can do it. And mm. people people are always like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, I don't have a choice. Right. I don't have a choice. I mean, sure, I could not do anything, but what's that going to do for me and what's that going to do for my kids? Mm. Uh, Mm. Think about what you want. Think mm. about what you want, and that's a mm. hard thing to to come up with when mm. we've it's either been trained out of us. My kids are right. homeschooled, and so they have a lot of time to mm. be bored. And <laughs> my my son has decided that he wants to create a whole model of new vehicles. I out of just the past few weeks, he's been telling me about the models of wow. vehicles that he wants to build. But um, bring out mm. that child. Try to remember mm. what you wanted as a child and think about right. think about how you can apply the feelings of the things that you loved when you were little to the things that mm. you love now. And try mm. to find, find mm. that childlike love for something. And if it's mm. the business that you want to own, mm. believe in it as hard as you mm. did as you did when you were a child. Wow, that's amazing. Um, it's interesting because you mentioned a lot of different things there. Um, <laughs> you mentioned courage and you had to be brave. <laughs> you mentioned self-belief, you know, um, law of attraction, the secret. I've talked about it, that in past episodes. And you also mentioned grit, never quitting, never even mm-hmm. thinking about quitting. You also mentioned that you didn't have a choice because of the kids. You know, I imagine the kids are like your why. They're your big why, right? Everyone needs to have that why, they say. And I think, obviously, for a lot of people, the children are their why. Like you said, you had no choice. You had to succeed. You had to, like, sink or swim, you know. And it reminds me of the whole story about how, you know, Cortez and his, uh, he had um, the ships burned. So, you know, his men couldn't think about mutiny because, of the, the, you know, he burned the ship, you know. So they had to, they had to win. They couldn't retreat. They couldn't, you know, they, their backs against the wall. They had to make it happen. And I think, you know, that kind of pressure is very critical for a lot of people when it comes to success. Because if there's an escape latch, you know, if there's a, you know, if I can just eject from the, from the plane, if I'm feeling kind of scared, a lot of people will just take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if, there's, if yep. there is something, you know, and you said courage, and, and, you know, if there's something that a person is scared of more than success, uh, if failure scares them more than success, then, then success, they'll, they'll make it happen. You know what I mean? Obviously, you had no choice. I mean, what other option did you have? You know, it's, and for the Cortez and his men, they, they had to fight or make it or, you know, they couldn't escape. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't want to not make it, so they, they had to fight and win. So I guess, you know, that's another aspect to it. So, I mean, what you gave us just now with, with advice that you would give to someone who's trying to strike it on their own, I think is, is great advice. Um, and I think, it's gonna, I think it's advice that our listeners, that I myself, am going to take to heart and definitely try to follow. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention to you, um, you know, obviously you're, you, you, you know the importance of networking and referrals. You know, referrals are so key to the business you're in and to everyone. And uh, how do you go about networking the right way um, and going about and getting those referrals? Because, you know, it, the, the, the more referrals you get, you know, the, the easier business is. There are people that rely just mostly on referrals, and they never have to chase clients, which is amazing. And you know, obviously you don't start off that way. But how do you get there? Uh, relationships. You have to have a true a true genuine love for the person mm-hmm. that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I have the ability to, to leverage thousands mm-hmm. and thousands and thousands of products in the marketplace in multiple markets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could sell 
anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm not a seller. I'm not a seller. <laughs> I, I, you, you have to let them know that what you're doing is mm-hmm. more for their benefit. It mm-hmm. has to be for their benefit because they're going to feel it. Mm. That whether, whether or not it's for your pocket mm-hmm. or to, to help them. And mm. if they feel truly loved and truly supported, why wouldn't they tell someone that you mm-hmm. were there for them when they mm. needed you? Right. That's amazing. And my next question for you is what now you kind of delved into this earlier about advice you'd give to an, uh, a budding entrepreneur, but what, what important life lessons have you learned just overall in general, you, you know, yourself or from others? Um, obviously, you spoke about having a mentor and role models, people who help guide the way for you. But, like, what, what, important, what important lessons have you learned from them and learned on your own and whatnot? Um, learning on my own. Mm-hmm. Always trust your gut. Okay. Always believe that you are capable mm-hmm. of that little tiny spark. Mm. Any of that little interest that wherever that little spark is, believe that you are capable of igniting that fire. Okay. Great. That is wonderful. You're talking about intuition and trusting mm-hmm. your gut. You know, um, there's a book I always recommend to people called The Luck Factor by Richard Weissman. He's, he's British, and he studied lucky people to find out why they were so successful. It wasn't by chance, and one of the reasons why they were so successful was because they always trusted their intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is a sixth sense out there, and people do need to follow it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, intuition is a key aspect of success. It definitely is. And obviously you, meant, you touched on self-belief. Um, you know, to get, you know, for the tiny spark and whatnot. Um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I've learned so much uh, by having this conversation with you, uh, Zay. I hope I said it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it, it, can you go ahead and just describe the ways that people can just reach out and connect with you um, to, so they can have you in their network or to, you know, utilize your services in the realm of health and wellness, skin care, hair, makeup. Did I miss one? Um, I don't know. It's everything you do. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> business building, business solutions. Um, yeah, if uh, someone is interested in starting their own business and they have a specific skill set that they want to to gain scale or mm. increase increase their ability to um, reach mm-hmm. that income level that they're looking for. Uh, so explain ways that they could get in, in contact with me. Do you want me to mm-hmm. tell you what my email address is? Is that where you're um, Yeah, so, I... you know, your web address, email address. Um, you know, you don't have to do phone number if you don't want to. Um, you know, obviously, uh, your contact info will also be listed on in the episode description box. So whatever you say, okay. I'm also going to put on, you know, type up and put in there. So all the listeners will be able to be hear you say it. They'll be able to read it on the screen as well. Um, so you know, whatever you're comfortable with, uh, you can you can start with the email address. You can say which social media platforms you're on, if you're on any at all or whatnot. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my. My Facebook is Zaf Galliarde. It's my name, um, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> obviously. And then mm-hmm. my email address is za period za period nine two seven at gmail dot com. And my website uh, is super under construction right now. I went. I've. I have a brand new web um, web design happening. So mm. it is not cute at the moment. It has makeitglitter.net as mm-hmm. its uh, title and maybe a few pictures of hair on there, but that is <laughs> not how the the website is going to be finished. Um, 
But that is there, and it has all my contact information on there, my location and things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. so the website is definitely not going to be that that fantastic of a of a resource. Okay. But my email address and and my Facebook is is fine. Yeah. Okay, great. So um, I wanted to to thank you for that. Um, again, I'm going to be putting this information in the episode description box, um, so okay. people can see it right there. They um, so. Um, I wanted to go ahead and thank you uh, for being a guest on this show. I know you're a busy uh, entrepreneur. You have a lot of, you know, pots cooking, a lot of, you know, (laughs) wearing a lot of hats. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to thank you immensely for being willing to come onto this show and be, you know, to be a to be a guest and to answer my questions and to, you know, put yourself out there. And I'm sure our listeners uh, were entertained uh, and educated as well as I was uh, by listening to you speak. And um, so, I again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And you are our first uh, female guest. So <laughs> um, that's uh, amazing. Uh, we are going to have, obviously, way more female guests. You'll be the first, but not the last. (laughs) So um, again, I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank everyone for taking the time to listen um, to this interview. I hope you found it inspiring and please reach out to Zay. Um, It's great to have her in your network. Um, You know, she's great at what she does and, you know, you definitely want to reach out to her. Um, And so again, um, I wanted to thank the listeners. I want to thank you, Zay, uh, if there's anything you wanted to say, uh, any send off, or um, you know, I'll leave it. I'll leave, give you the last word, so to speak. Oh well, uh, thank you again for allowing me to be a guest, and the fact that I'm the first female entrepreneur is pretty freaking cool. So I can't wait to mm-hmm. hear hear your next guest because they're just there's just going to be going to get better and better. Um, but you're correct about time because I am about to pop off here in about a half an hour. I am mm. meeting with two other partners. One is a oh, woman, wow. and then and the other one, he is uh, brand new, building um, his his business. He's mm. I'm going to help him mm. sell a website. So oh my god, lots of yeah, lots of things are are happening. So <laughs> wow. Well, thank That's you just real quick for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, great. Thank, I, I forgot to mention, thank you real quick for, um, you know, for our podcast being the first podcast that uh, you did an interview with. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I greatly appreciate it. I know you had offers like this before and you, it didn't really pan out or whatever, and, but you were able to come onto the show for the, for the first ever podcast interview. I really appreciate that. Um, thank you so much. And you're also our first female guest as well. So pretty historic for both of us. <laughs> so <laughs> again, uh, th- um, that's a wrap. Um, so I wanted to, to thank um, again, Zay and thank the listeners and everyone have a wonderful day. Um, I'm going to see you guys all in the next episode and take it. And you know, that invitation for you um, is ongoing. If you want to ever come back, whenever that website's done um, being built up and you want to come back for uh, you know, a second time, we'd love to have you come back on the show. All right. Thank you so much, Zay. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Everyone Bye. have a good day. Yeah. Hey, guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcast app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, if you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me, uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, so uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a, a five-star review on the Apple podcast uh, app 
uh, that would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.